All right, welcome back to Technology for Business Sake. And, well, you know, I'm so used to talking to people, you know, who are on a phone line in some other state or city or country. It's really nice to have somebody sitting right over the other side of the desk. And with me today is Kyle Porter from a company called Salesloft. We're going to talk about what they do. But first, hey, Kyle, it's great to have you in there. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Brent. And it's awesome to be right down the road here. And when I learned what you were doing, I just wanted to be a part of it. So this is awesome. So, yeah, we're actually sitting right in Atlanta. And typically for me, that means driving in the connector traffic and, you know, spending about an hour on the highway to get here, which if I didn't have the traffic, it'd be about 30 minutes. You don't even have to worry about that, apparently. <laughs> just I I've had my fair share of getting <laughs> beat up by Peachtree Road. I hear you, man. Well, thanks for coming in. And uh, let's uh, start with a little bit of information, just a little background on what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been an enterprise sales guy my entire career. I'm actually from Atlanta here, grew up in, in town, went to Georgia Tech, and I've just been selling uh, software, hardware, and, and services my entire life. Uh, but I've always been looking for ways to get ahead, always been looking for ways to, to find out more information and, and use technology to drive additional business value. That's cool. You're probably one of the two or three native Atlantans I've ever met. <laughs> Because I'm from a, I'm from Delaware, so I've been here for about 13 years, and it's very hard to find a native Atlantan. So I, I found one. I can actually say that now. So talk to us a little bit about SalesLoft. Yeah, sure thing. So we started SalesLoft last year in September, uh, alongside of a guy uh, with a guy named David Cummings, who's the CEO of Pardot, which is a marketing automation company. And what we found was that sales professionals were suffering from this fundamental lack of relevant information on the companies and people they were selling to. And this is a niche that I've always had in my career. And so what we realized is that we could connect with CRM systems and mine out the, the information that was relevant about companies and people for each individual sales rep and deliver it back in a meaningful way. So it's an information service for sales professionals that they use to not only differentiate themselves in the market, but get ahead by knowing more and being able to communicate in a more personal and intelligent manner with their prospects. And when you think about all the data sources that are out there, you, you have your sort of the generic or general contact information. You have the social information. You have, you know, you said CRM, so you have some activity, you have some transactional. How difficult today is it to pull all this information for a sales rep to pull, get the right information from all this that's out there and have it in such a place that they can get it when they need it and act on it? Yeah, great question. You know, I think sales professionals don't want to spend a lot of time trying to do that. And, you know, what we've learned from our research and working with our customers is that sales professionals want to wake up and sell. They want to reach out of their pipeline. They want to target the right customers and they want to move folks along uh, towards that purchasing decision. And so it's become more and more challenging over time for them to capture all this information that exists on the open web. And so what we do is we do it automatically on your behalf. And technologies have increased that allow us as a, as a provider to do that in an automated fashion really easily. And so what we see is that the data world is exploding, but at the same time, the technology that enables you to capture all that is also improving and increasing so we can use and leverage that stuff. So is information overload one of the main challenges of selling today, or is it how do they leverage sale or excuse me, social to create relationships today? How are salespeople, how has their job changed over the last couple of years? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, you have to look at it from the buyer side. The buyers have upped the ante, right? Buyers are no longer just sitting around waiting on a call and depending upon the sales rep to inform them of their solution. So they're finding out stuff on the web, 
They're doing, you know, some some research studies are saying that 60% of the purchasing decisions are made prior to even dealing with a sales rep. And so the sales rep is forced to up his or her game. And so what we see is that sales reps are finding new ways to qualify, finding new ways to connect, finding new ways to, to broach that, uh, you know, kind of that way of building that strong relationship. And so data and information is a way to do it. But like you said, there's so much of it out there that it's how do you find the relevant stuff that can be actioned upon quickly. And so I think that's the challenge is, is separating the, the noise from uh, the, the real good content and using the good content to your advantage in a quick and actionable way. What about, you mentioned CRM, how is the impact on CRM with a service like yours? What is that? What does your service offer a salesperson who is in there and you're looking at contact records, doing their notes and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Great, great question. You know, CRM is an interesting application. It's one of the, the most unique applications on the marketplace because it has different meanings for different people. So when a sales rep wakes up, he, this, the CRM for him is a repository of information. And sometimes it's really a, a it's kind of a, a chore to put information into there. And, and you know, you hear the, the people say that, you know, CRM is really for executives and managers and reporting. And, uh, and so what we want to do and what I think that you'll see as the future of CRM is making it something that when a sales rep comes in, they find value. They're rewarded for putting information in there. Right? You see with some big companies, that sales reps won't even put their information in there because they don't want the marketing team to spam them through marketing automation. They want to be able to keep those contacts. And so what we want to do is we want to create a CRM system or change a CRM system so that when sales reps come in, they're rewarded for adding value in and adding information in. And so we do that by appending all these carrots, if you will, or these information triggers and intelligence uh, alongside of that data. So it's, it's really the future of CRM is making it valuable, not just for the executives and the managers, but making it a really awesome tool for the people who are putting that stuff in on a daily basis. So uh, in addition to putting it in, do you help them uh, once they get certain pieces in, do you help fill out some of the other pieces of, of information on a particular contact? Yeah, I think that's definitely the future. And there are some businesses that do that today. Uh, that's something that's on our roadmap. We're not necessarily focused on adding a bunch of information back in the CRM, um, but delivering you a stream of intelligence that sits in a separate side of CRM. So it's not updating name, phone number, address, or email, but it's saying, hey, here's all the stuff that's happening with those companies and people. Here are the technologies they're using. Here's all the executives they're making changes in and out, all the business news. Here's all the jobs they're posting, their social feeds, all that stuff. And so it's not the primary data, but it's the secondary dynamic data that we're changing. Now, you mentioned before we, we talked today, we talked before, and you mentioned uh, an integration or a piece that you do where you help folks, I guess it's with the LinkedIn integration, because as people update their profiles, these sales guys are probably going to want to know when somebody updates their profile on LinkedIn, and you help with that. You help them to make sure they're on, they keep on track with yeah. what's going on. Yeah, absolutely, Brent. We have a free tool called jobchangealerts.com, and uh, thousands of people are subscribed to this service. And basically what it does, it does a better job than LinkedIn of telling you when people in your network change their headlines or titles. It also pins birthdays and new connections, and it delivers it through this daily digest. And so thousands of people are waking up and getting this email, and they're able to use it to move sales cycles along because they'd say things like, hey, Brent, congratulations on your promotion. Or, hey, I noticed you just moved to this new company. And so sales reps are now using that as an information service uh, so they can stay continually connected with the people they're trying to sell to. So it's pretty critical as quickly and as fast-paced as things are today you know 
if you have that much of an edge on when something happens, you get it right away. You can you can do something with that information. How critical is that today when you're trying to sell to somebody? Yeah, I think speed is extremely important. And you know, when we look at how buyers buy and how relationships are formed, uh, this level this this concept of sincerity it just makes a ton of sense, right? You know, the the sales reps that come across as more sincere, that care, that show that they're involved, that they're invested. Those are the sales reps that get the return call. Those are the sales reps that get the return email. And so it gives you a way to, to you know, like I talked to a guy from IBM today, and he said that 80% of their, or that 80% of their clients, or I'm sorry, that 8% of their clients were 80% of their revenue. And that the guys at the top that are this average $100 million deals, you know, that they're generating from their customers, and these guys know the grandkid's middle name, right? Yeah. And so it's this level of sincerity for them to manage those relationships and for them to always show that they're looking out for the best interest of the client. And I think that's starting to trickle down into other areas as well because socials just showed us all this information. So we went from 80-20 to 88. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of fascinating when you think about it. Is that the is that the impact that social has if we do have access to this information we're able to really focus and target on the people that are really driving business is that something that you're seeing as as you uh, build your service out and you provide the information that that timely information is allowing for the right relationships to get really deeply rooted Yeah that's a great question I, I think when you think about social you know, it's got so many different connotations, especially from a business perspective. And when social hit the scene, business professionals were kind of wary of it. But when you look at social, what it is, is it's people, period. It is just people, and it's more information on those people. And and when you have more information on people, you have the ability to mine out who are the right people to talk to, who are the ones that aren't a good fit, uh, when is the right time to talk to those people. And so social does uh, give you a lot of that information that is helpful. And I think we'll see over time that there's not going to be too many business applications, especially client facing ones that aren't heavily integrated into social. So I got to ask you, you're, you're in the sales folks. Um, how challenging is this new environment for folks who are really stuck in their traditional ways of doing their job, as opposed to those who are maybe new and are social from the ground up and go into sales with that social background is it easier for them to kind of adjust to the new world or is it still the guy that has tons of experience who eh, maybe they're not picking this stuff up as much, but they're still getting it done. Who's in the better position right now? Yeah, I think that's, that's a really neat perspective to look at. It depends on the sale, to be honest with you. You know, when you look at those IBM 50 million, hundred million dollar sales, they're not kids making those sales. <laughs> you know, those are CIOs and those are gray hairs and it's gray hair to gray hair. Okay. Um, and that's going to happen until those gray hairs are no longer around. Um, but what I think that is very important is that the young generation that understands social, they have to understand the important factors that the gray hairs brought to the table, which is the, the, the actual reason why social matters, which is people and relationships and what's important and value and how do you bring people together and get people to do things. And so uh, I think the best answer is a blend of both, right? If you, right. Can, if you can manage it and find it and, <laughs> and build it. And I think those will be the sales reps that will be the most successful. Okay. So how do you attract, if you're a business guy, you have a business, it's been around, you need to bring in some new blood, some new salespeople. How do you attract the young socially enabled salesperson because chances are they're going to help you in the long run. Yeah, great. Great. Uh, that makes a ton of sense. I think you have to be socially enabled. You have to be strong on content, strong on vision, strong on your culture of your business. 
You know, we have this thing that we, we don't go a day at sales off without saying the word sincerity. You know, and so when we wake up and when we're selling to clients and we're hiring and interviewing, we always talk about that we operate from a level of sincerity. And so I think that the people that are a good fit for that recognize when you talk about that. And so I think, I think that there's a level of transparency and openness that companies can uh, uh, kind of uh, you know, speak to and be that really attracts that type of talent. Is that how you do it? Is that, <laughs> how, how do you attract? Because you're, uh, you're a young company. Yeah, we are. And uh, I'm assuming that you're finding some folks with energy that have the social drive, that have the certain skills that will you know, allow them to be a really good salesperson in this particular era. Uh, what are the, some of the things that you look for when you're out there, you're building the company up, you're needing folks to come in and be able to talk to these big companies, sell these big companies. So what are some of the things that you're looking for in a salesperson in 2012 going into 2013? Yeah, I think it's just what you talked about. It's the ability to understand tools and technologies and the power of leveraging those, but understanding why you're doing that, having those relationship skills, having those uh, almost that intangible of knowing what the effect of an, out- an outcome of an effect is. And uh, I think that's very important. And one of my mentors, uh, David Cummings, the gentleman from Pardot, um, you know, I learned early on from him uh, that you know, he has three things that are the most important when he's hiring somebody. And that's that they're self-starter, and that they're helpful, and that they are um, someone that is, uh, what's the right word for it? So helpful, self-starter, and positive. And so he looks at every single hire from that lens, and we've done that as well as we've built the business, and it's been really helpful for our, uh, our recruiting and that sort of thing. What are the tools? Okay, so we know that, we know that the, the up-and-comer social salesperson you know, there are certain things they like. They, they like mobile tools, right? Uh, what are some of the other things that you really need to have in place if you want to attract the right kind of salespeople going forward in 2012 and 2013? Yeah, uh, that's, that's neat to think about. Um, one of the tools that I think is extremely important is email. And Wait a minute. Email. Yes. Email today. It's funny that you mention that because um, there was a big deal about Facebook's new messaging system looking more and more like email. Mm-hmm. And I and it made me laugh because I think it was about two or three years ago, uh, their CFO, was it Sheryl Sandberg? Something like that. I can't remember. She, there was a big thing that she said about she thought email was going away because, you know, the social networks and all that. And then when I saw they kind of made their messaging system look like email, I, I had to laugh. So it's really interesting that you say email is one of the first things that still today is going to be very important to a, a new socially enabled salesperson. Well, yeah, and, and the browser, right? The I mean, browser. that's another application that <laughs> yeah. is extremely important. But I think there's differences in the brow- and there's differences in the email, right? There's a huge difference between Outlook and Google Apps for Business. And I wouldn't go, if, let's say that I wasn't working for SalesLoft, I wouldn't go work for another company if they made me use Outlook today. Wow. And that's because the power, the speed, the integration, all the things that I can do with Google Apps today. And you've got, you know, I've got Reportive integrated. I've got Boomerang so I can send emails back and forth. Uh, you've got a tool called Yesware that's recently hit the market. That's an awesome tool yeah. uh, for sales. And I think you're, what we're seeing is that Google is, is taking the cake when it comes to email. And so that's, that's the first one, to be honest with you. Um, then I think CRM obviously is very, very important. You know, you want a CRM that can grow with you and that, And that's why I like applications like Salesforce.com, like Mm -hmm. Microsoft Dynamics, because they can do so many things. Um, It'll be very interesting to see what these 
uh, new breed of CRMs, uh, Nimble and other types of tools that are integrated with Gmail um, because Salesforce is kind of moving upstream. Right, you start yeah. seeing deals where Coca-Cola is using Salesforce for different things. I remember I I used to be a Salesforce certified implementation partner back in two thousand three, two thousand four, and a big deal was like fifty, fifty seats. Or yeah. <laughs> then you saw like the Cisco deals, like ten thousand seats. It's an eye opener, and and you are you know they are swimming upstream. They have the their their whole branding around the social enterprise, and and but they are focusing a little bit more on the small business. But you're right. I think it's hard to maintain a focus down here when you've got thousand seats, 10,000 seat deals and they're happening more and more and they're buying companies like Radiant 6 and Buddy. You know, th- those are for a heft mm-hmm. for the enterprise. So yeah, you're right. They're, they're, you're seeing that. But uh, I like the fact that you said the basics, even, I mean, these are things that you would have said 10 years ago. Yep. Email, browser, and of course the mobile device. Yeah, and mobile is insanely important. And I think it's not, you know, it's the things that are on top of email and browser, right? It's, I mean, imagine, look at all the things that you can do now with Chrome and all the integrations and all the different apps you can plug in. There's so many cool things that you can do. And so I think it's, uh, it's you know, those as a platform and then all the cool things that are attached to them, as well as many other. Social, obviously, as well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we know that one. But this has been a great conversation with Kyle Porter from SalesLoft. Kyle, where can people learn more about what you guys do? Uh, go to salesloft.com. That's S-A-L-E-S-L-O-F-T.com. And then also the free tool is at jobchangealerts.com. All right. This has been great. i got to step away, take a break uh, on the other side. Oh, my God. It's going to be the cold one, the bold one. John Coldrice Lawson is coming in. Embrace yourself, folks. You're listening to Technology for Business Sake. See you on the other side.